Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 62 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Heather Baxendale of the MILFcast. Welcome back, Heather. Hello. Thank you for bringing me back. Well, come on. I want you to just take a quick look outside the window and see if you see any snow on the ground. I did this morning. There was ice. Okay. All right. I'm unpleasant. Just be careful which direction you're going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) episode 62 begins with Neil coming to a realization and ends with a car making a careful U-turn. So yesterday we were on the highway with, with, Dell and Neil, you know, on their way from St. Louis to Chicago, and they were going actually from Chicago to St. Louis, but on the wrong side of the road. And some good Samaritans were trying to, good Samaritan stunt people were trying to give them advice that they should turn around. And they misinterpreted it. Or at least, yeah, both of them, especially Dell. Dell misinterpreted it at first. He he thought they're telling him that they're not going to the right place, which which in reality they they were correct because he's going in the direction of St. Louis. He's not going in the direction of of Chicago. So if he's going, you know, to the wrong place, he is. <laughs> so they were accurate on both fronts. That's right, because they're going the wrong direction and the wrong way. Very good, very good. So Neil looks down outside of of the window and sees snow on the ground. Now, what do you think he's seeing? What's going through his mind that it's putting these two and two together for him to figure out that there's something wrong here? That's that's a part that I was kind of wondering. What was he looking at? I was looking to see if maybe there there was some kind of line or marker or something that he caught on to there. Because there's snow on the ground. Right. Okay. So I will answer. What? He's expecting there not to be a median between them. If they're both going, they're driving in the same direction. This is true. There's no median. There or you go. The, That's uh, what he's looking at. Normally, normally yeah. there shouldn't there should, be. There should be more pavement. Yes. If they're going in the same same direction. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's where it clicks in. Yes. All right. So he puts two and two together I was- and figures it out. That something is going on here. That's uh, and so we have the the man and his wife screaming once again. You're going the wrong way. And then the wife turns to the husband in the typical, you know, what what what, what we're typical to see. The the wife, you know, tells the husband, tell him to turn around. <laughs> well, if he would have used those words, they might not have been so confused. Uh, being since apparently they can they can already hear. So right. well. Yeah. They can already hear anything, so they're right. They should have just said that. You're right. You should turn around. But then again, they would say he's crazy. Why is he telling me to turn around? You know. Dell would probably say that it's dangerous to turn around on the highway and go the wrong direction. You know. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> There'd be justification for yes. it. And then we see two trucks that we saw last week. We barreling towards them. And I mean, first of all, there's great symmetry that they have here between these these trucks, the way that they're very rarely will you see on an open highway, two cars or two trucks or anything like that, driving at the exact same speed, one next to the other. You know, it's not like they're talking through the windows. <laughs> like like no. like Neil that, and, that and these and these some people are doing, you know. 
I've, I've, I have a friend who actually drives a semi and he's told me stories where, um, the only time that you'll see something like that happen is if there's, as they call them, four wheelers, a four wheeler out there acting a fool and driving recklessly and fast, they'll block them in on purpose. Right. So they can't like, like, a, like in Smokey and the Bandit type is, of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So there are exceptions to the rule, obviously, but in the middle of the night, just, moseying on down the freeway together they're they're probably not going to be riding next to each right. other like that unless they're playing tic-tac-toe that seems totally plausible i would i would believe that tic-tac-toe what does that mean but it does create a very very menacing picture as you're you're expecting their impending yes doom. wait but what does that mean but if you're playing tic-tac-toe i was just being silly playing tic-tac-toe. Oh, no, I thought it was yeah. something... Playing tic-tac-toe in, like, uh, when the windows are all steamed up in the winter. I'm just thinking. Oh, okay, fine. No, no, no. I, I, I thought that maybe you were you were using some vernacular that, that semi-drivers use that they play a game called tic-tac-toe. No. Where, you know, I, I was I was like, that would be really cool. I'm not that clever. No, my brother and I used to do that with the, the windows when they'd fog up when we take trips. We'd yeah, okay, that, that, that we used to do. Yeah, yeah, my, my kids do that, too. They, they still do this. Things have not changed. <laughs> not at all. So first of all, as soon as Neil notices that these trucks are coming, he, Steve Martin has a, an amazing look on his face because he looks like a cartoon character by the way that, that his eyes are almost about to pop out of his, of his head. But he is in complete shock and he starts motioning to Dell. And, and Dell goes, what? What? And he's able to get the words out. He goes, truck. <laughs> which which you barely hear. Because right. Because he's frozen right. in terror. <laughs> That's correct. But but you'd think that Dell would notice that there are these two trucks coming at them. He doesn't need Neil to tell him that. You would think so. But Dell's, again, situational awareness is something to be desired. Yes. So... Now, we mentioned the fact that there are these trucks, these are semis, and you mentioned that you have a, a friend who's a semi-driver. So, do you, you know the various types of, well, first of all, do you know what type of trucks these are? Any I, idea? I wouldn't know for sure. I know one of the main trucks are Kenmore's, and then you've got Max. Okay. Kenworth. 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 There you go. Thank you. See? Right. Okay. See? There you go. So, the Internet Movie Car Database. There's, there, I, I found it really funny when I looked up to try and find out what trucks are being used here, and there was a debate between different people as to which truck it is and stuff like that. So they're able to identify one of the trucks really well. It's a 1986 Freightliner LFC 120. Okay. And then someone said that the other one looks like it's a Kenworth, but I'm not really sure. And again, you can go through the whole... The whole debate, if anyone wants to go there, it's, it's not that long, but it's just funny. You know, you have these, these car, these car enthusiasts that, that are having a debate online. My husband would be one a, of those. He would be right there saying it's this kind of truck and it's this one. And, and he would be correcting everyone, including me. Yeah. Now, do you know how much it costs to buy a truck like this? It has. Like what? It, okay. I have knowledge of this sometimes it just depends on the condition that it's in um because those engines can run forever if they're maintained but i've seen them on craig's list before <laughs> and and sometimes you can find them for 20 30 
grand. But again, right. it's- But I'm talking about a new one. How much do you think a new oh, one costs? I have no idea. A ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, it's it's over a hundred thousand dollars to buy one. And the the fuel itself can cost more than seventy thousand dollars a year. Oh right now I bet it does because that's diesel. Yeah. No, and I'm I'm even talking about th- this this information is probably from, from a few years ago. So now it's probably even much higher. Yeah. Than yeah. That. But yeah, I mean these trucks really, really, really you know, guzzle diesel. Do you know Do you know any other names for for this type of vehicle? Not that I can think of. So sometimes known as semis, semi trailers, tractor trailers, eighteen wheelers, big rigs, semi trucks, and semi tractor trailers. So and and they're they're mostly used to haul different things, right? Now, when you were a kid and you, and you saw them and you were on road trips, did you do the yeah, do you still do that with your kids? Um, no, no, no. That I don't do. And <laughs> and we were just pumping we were pumping our fists for anybody who uh who who can't see us, which is everyone, since this is a audio podcast. Right? We were both pumping our fists. Yes. It's just it's funny, you know, as a kid you think it's fun to tell people to honk their horns, you know. As an adult, that just gets annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's true. Right. So, I mean, most of these, I, I did research, but I'm not going to go into the whole thing. I, I found the, the the different types of, of cargo that they, and the different types of tractor trailers that they have. I mean, there's there's tons of them. Yeah. It's unbelievable how many I found on this, but I'm, I'm not going to go through it. Well, that's still how we, know, we move most of our, our goods. Yes, that's correct, because they have refrigerated trucks like that. And, you know, I, I remember my parents had a grocery store. So, you know, the trucks would come and, we, you know, the driver would always take the stuff off the, the truck itself. But, you know, there, there was a lot of room for stuff there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, again, they have here all these different types, you know, sometimes where the, the doors on the on the right hand side and sometimes the doors on the left side, and sometimes the doors in the back, you know. You can get it from all all the different directions. So I, I found that to be pretty cool. So basically, we have Neil and Dell, both of them completely terrified at this point. And Dell begins to scream as they pass between the trucks. Now, the edit here is unbelievable. Yep. The way that they edited this, this scene, because it jumps from between them and whatever. And like first you have Neil's eyes are completely wide open as the whole thing. And then you see like the car entering the void between them. And then you have sparks flying everywhere. You see Neil scream. He closes his eyes, uh, obviously expecting the worst at this point. And then eventually they'll start screaming. And then they give us like a flash of light. Yeah. And then it's great. We get to see the skeletons. You know, first we see a skeleton of Neil, which... They really made the dummy very well because you see his white hair. Like, you know this is supposed to be Steve Martin. And then you see the car scraping along again. And then you see a skeleton that looks like Dell, which, again, he's wearing the parka. He's got a mustache. He's got, you know, the same type of reddish hair. And, I mean, the attention to detail is just unbelievable here. I... 
like it was kind of inspired by the Willy Wonka tunnel. Um, that's very possible. I I get that every every time this part comes up. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie, and and then you know it's it's around the same time too. We had the the poltergeist face melt and yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark one too. So there's there's a lot of this kind of imagery that's that's really inspired in this timeline too. And yeah. it's it is really brief, but you you do notice it right right away. And like you said, down to to all the details. But even if you're watching it normally movie from front to back, <laughs> you're not yeah, you're not looking for it, you're not going to miss it either. It's right. it's pretty creepy. And exactly. funny at the same time. Creepy and funny at the same time. Yes, completely. And then we, we see shots of, of Neil who's who's obviously very scared. And then we see him look over towards Dell, and then Dell is dressed as the devil, laughing, <laughs> laughing, and you know he's got horns and a pitchfork, and he even has like a pointed beard. I mean, Dell just has a mustache, but in this particular thing, you get him with the pointed beard, and then you see another shot of Neil, who's in complete shock as to everything that's going on here, and then we get maniacal laughing from Dell as the devil. That's kind of how Neil actually, in his mind, sees him anyway. <laughs> this is all his fault that he's yeah. there. That he's, yeah. yeah, he's the devil and he's done this to him. And now he's going to hell with him. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was my interpretation of the, the, the whole bit, which is pretty funny. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you on that. You know, then, then we get a back and forth shot of the two of them, both completely scared as to what's going on. And then we get a shot of Dell's feet both feet as he slams on the brakes. Now, I don't do that very often. Do you, do you slam on the brakes with both feet? Every so? nope. I, I mean, I drive, I've always driven an automatic. I never know what to do with my left foot. You know, my left foot just I, sits on the side. I'll never use it. I learned to drive on a manual. So uh, if I've gone long periods of time, I haven't driven one in several years, but if I've gone long periods of time without driving for whatever reason, like particularly during the t pandemic, Long, long periods of time, I occasionally would sit there and try and push the clutch in. But mm -hmm. I have never once in my life slammed on the brakes with both my feet. Right. And this is the second and time that Dell has done that. He did that a few, he did that last week also when the car spun around. So I guess, I guess which, he's used to doing that. Which maybe some, some people do do that. Um, my father-in-law, he used to two foot when he drove. So it's, you know, everybody does things differently, but I think your average person would probably would not react that way. Yeah, probably not. And then we see the car stopping short and both Neil and Dell are pushed forward. Now we already established last week that neither of them is wearing seatbelts. They theoretically should have both flown through those windows. That window. No question about it. Toast. You know, that that would have it, that would have even been more ironic that they didn't get killed by the trucks, but they got killed because they weren't wearing seatbelts afterwards. You know. And then we the Allstate guy could use that for commercial. That's right. Now. There you go. The car, the car comes to a complete standstill. All right. And and as that happens, we see the, the, the steamer trunk go flying. And this is the first time I noticed it, but the trunk of the car also goes flying. You see the green yes. part of the trunk. I, I always just I assumed I always just assumed it was only the steamer trunk. That one okay, the, the scene before this too, when he was spinning around and the trunk didn't fly off, that drove me absolutely nuts. I'm like, that would 
That would not stay. That would not stay. Because it was it was attached really, really well unless unless you stop short. <laughs> you can spin around, you know. <laughs> but the trunk came up too, which was which was really cool. Yeah. I noticed that this time watching it. Yeah. And I mean, at this point you see the, the the two trucks just continue to drive on the highway. Now Because they would. Right. What? Yeah. They're, they're not gonna stop? Going. Why they would just, they stop? <laughs> they just They have work to do. <laughs> Seriously. No nobody Nobody stops. They just keep going. And I mean I love the way that both the, the trunk and the trunk as they, they fall they, they like spiral through the air. They're doing Cirque du Soleil, you know, acrobatics <laughs> along the way. Which which is pretty pretty fun to, to see. And they, they both bounce as they hit the ground also. You know, meaning that they they they're they came with a lot of velocity. And and then they, we get a shot through the windshield of both Neil and Dell. Both of them are complete utter shock. Exactly. Uh, just for everyone who who's again not watching us but listening to us, Heather just put her hands on the dashboard, and we see them both. Well, we see Neil with his hands on the dashboard, and Dell's hands are are on the the steering wheel, which is broken yeah. bent forward from the force of him pushing. That's correct. <laughs> that's just that's just crazy. How how much he. You know, he was able to bend the steering wheel that much by that. You know, I I would ask how is he going to drive like that, but I don't think we really have to worry about that much. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. That was a beautiful moment of comedy right there. I love that so much. And I love that that Niels, too, is actually stuck almost in there. He can't quite get his hands out. He has the nails burrowing. Exactly. He pulls his fingers out of the dashboard itself and we get like this plopping sound. You know, which reminds me from Steve Martin in in Roxanne, where he he does that plopping sound. There's a scene where he's talking about that that aliens abducted him and he starts making the same type of, of plopping sound. So I thought that was great. And then, you know, at that point, we see they'll take his hands off the wheel. We see the wheel is completely bent out of shape. No question about that. And then we we see a shot from the back of the car. See the brake lights flash. And then the car moves towards. It, it's very interesting the way that he turns his car around. He, move, he, he makes a left and makes a huge U-turn around, a, you know. Across both sides of the the highway, <laughs> you know, he goes to the left and then makes starts to make a U turn, and you know, you can see on the ground, you see the trunk, you can see the other trunk also, you can see the Dell's bags, you see his gym bag and the suitcase. It's all just sitting on the road there. So I think at this point, it's safe to say that Dell's driving abilities are both absolutely terrible and simultaneously quite adept yes <laughs> well he kept him alive exactly you got to give him credit for that the spin out alone should have should have toasted him yeah just sent him in the wrong direction <laughs> which is just as good i guess <laughs> so do you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the uh differences in the script no that was that was a this was a great moment. Right. So the, the script also, not that many differences here. But first of all, it mentions that the, the, the trucks are 10-wheelers instead of 18-wheelers. 18? 18. I, I, I don't know why they're called 10-wheelers. 
it's just very strange that that John Hughes would would say that in the script, you know, the and wielder. Yeah. So, and he he in the script the trucks actually swerve apart in order to try and avoid the car, but they still scrape through it. You know, maybe they were even closer. Yeah, they didn't show that. Right, maybe they were even closer beforehand, and but they they still scrape through. And it says here when they they stop. So the force of the sudden sudden stop sends the trunk hurtling forward. It rips the trunk lid off and sails over the top of the car. Ah. Yeah. And then it's then it continues and says, out the windshield, we see the trunk crash down on the hood of the car and sail down the highway on the top of the trunk lid. Sparks shooting out from beneath. The trunk and the trunk lid glide down the hill like a runaway toboggan. It's very descriptive. Yeah, it is. It's very descriptive. Yeah. And then it says, inside of the car, the steering wheel is bent over. Dell's hands are gripping it. Neil's fingers are embedded in the padded dash. And then Dell turns to Neil and says, I think it's time for you to drive, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> and then Neil looks over and, and Dell says, I'm getting a little tired. And now my back's really starting to hurt. <laughs> so then Neil looks at his watch and says, well, if it wasn't for Thanksgiving, I'd kill you. And then Del says, you don't mean that, do you? And he goes, yes, I do. Now, one of the things that we discussed in the script a few weeks ago was is that the car has this annoying computer voice that keeps telling him that the trunk lid is ajar. So at this point, it starts again and says, the trunk lid is ajar. Please secure it before proceeding. Now, there is no trunk lid. <laughs> so. so there's going to be no closing it. Right. It's like when you have groceries in your back seat and you have the alert coming on that says, there's a person in your back seat. Make sure you get it. Check your rear seat so you don't forget your kids. Cause that's no, well, I, I get it that if you have groceries in the back, it starts beeping that the seatbelt's not, not, not secured. That someone's sitting there without a seatbelt. Oh, gosh. If it did that, I would smash it. Yeah. So, yeah. And then there's a whole little shtick right now with, with the computer voice where Neil bangs on their car. In order to get it to stop talking and it gets stuck and it keeps saying the word please over and over and over again i'm glad <laughs> they, they they took it out you know it doesn't really uh you know and then it it's not no it's not necessary yeah. and this is the car pulls slowly around the car pulls slowly around to the side of the road comes to a stop pointing in the correct direction and that's how the the script ends that minute so a few little differences here and there nothing you know nothing spectacular but still good. Yeah. All right. So every day we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track, where either myself or my guest will give a little tale or story of an adventure or misadventure that we might have had. So, Heather, you got another one for us? I do, and this one is a driving one. Um, there's a theme park in northern Ohio called uh, Cedar Point. It's, Ooh, Cedar Point. Yes, I love Cedar America's Point. America's roller coaster. Yeah. I love Cedar Point. I probably told the story once before, but in 12th grade, our physics teacher, they he took the entire class to Cedar Point, and we had, you know, homework that we had to do there about testing velocity and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. I wasn't testing yeah. velocity. I was just trying to get my adrenaline no, going I, as quickly as possible, yeah, sure. which my yeah, mom and I, I were doing, doing together, which now I'm starting to realize a lot of these getting lost stories involve my mom. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So we we were we 
stay down there and we were actually doing a two day trip, which I think was the first time we'd done that. And I was super excited. It's like a two and a half, three hour drive from, from where we live here. So we were doing two days and we had gotten a hotel. We had, I don't think we checked into our hotel, but they veered us off the regular way to exit. And we ended up down some kind of narrow road where there was water on each side and occasionally houses. There weren't a lot of cars going in our directions. And then too, we didn't have cell phones where you could just look and see where you were on GPS. We had maps that you had to pull out, but it was dark. And at that point I was tired too. It was late. It was the first time I think I'd ever closed the park. Because we didn't have to drive three hours afterwards. Right. So we'd never experienced that before. I don't know where on earth we ended up coming out, but it was it was a good half an hour out of our way. So we ended up taking an extra hour after we pulled over at a gas station and got in the light and kept her on to pull over somewhere and ask directions. And I looked at the map and figured out where we were going to go back to the hotel. But it ended up, we were five minutes from the park and it ended up taking us an hour to get to the hotel anyway. But oh, wow. while, we were, while we were off in in the water on each side and had no idea where we were going. It was, it was, it was a little creepy. We were, we were a bit scared there for a bit. Nothing bad happened. Oh, wow. Okay. Very cool. That was it. Not, 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 not super exciting one. I'm not well traveled either. So, so my, my destinations are going to be far more limited than maybe some of your prior guests. No, that's fine. It doesn't matter. The just, it's not, as as they say, it's not the destination. It's the journey. It's the journey. Yeah. By that time, I should have known, you know, don't go somewhere with your mom. She doesn't know anything. She's just yeah, but Snow. if you had fun at Cedar Point, so that was worth it. You know? We did. We had tons of fun. Yeah. We had fun. I remember there, there used to be a place that was even closer to us called Bablo Island. Did Bablo you ever go there? was great. Yeah, we used to go there when I was a kid. I think yeah, I remember you, just... had to take a, you had to take like a boat to get there. It was yeah, that, but they had a... Know fleet of them they had the big one that you could take from the american side or you could go over to windsor and you could hop on their smaller yeah. boats and go we went a couple times it was it was fun yeah i remember going there yeah. as a kid a lot of it's, yeah, i guess it's an abandoned place now where it's kind of like a ghost town don't know i i think even back in the 90s it was already closing yeah i don't I think, think it really went, i think we went one of the last years and I remember that they had the Simpsons characters there walking around. So it was probably early 90s, and I think it closed a couple of years after that. Okay, wow. Okay, see, we get to some, some really interesting stuff. So Bobolo Island Amusement Park is an, is an abandoned amusement park, which operated from 1898 wow. until it closed on September 30th, 1993. I was close. Wow. It's located on... Boys Blank Island, Ontario, which lies just above the mouth of the Detroit River. And the people of Detroit always used to call it as the city's Coney Island. Okay, I can can sort of understand that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was cool. It was an adventure to go there. The cool part was, I mean, it was a fun park, but the cool part was taking the boat there. And we took the, now, I never we knew took that the it was... big boat. We took the big boat once. I think there was yeah. two of the big boats, and I actually think one of them burned down a couple of years ago. They were going to restore it, and it caught on fire. What's funny is I always thought it was one word. I thought it was Bob Lowe, but it's Bob Dash Lowe. I didn't okay. know that either. Yeah. So the island is five minutes. They have a five-minute ferry ride from Amherstburg, Ontario, and it's an 18-mile ride from detroit okay 
Now, they had the two boats known as the St. Clair and the Columbia, which each held 2,500 passengers, each of them. Wow. There was a dance floor and all sorts of stuff. It was cool. It was it was, it was was an adventure. It was neat when you were a little kid to go do that. Yeah. And they, they would also have from Gibraltar, Michigan, there were... There were ferries that would get uh, that would go there also. Wow, this is this is bringing back a lot of memories. It's <laughs> cool. That's really cool. So th- I remember the log flume. They had the, the Falling Star log flume, Enterprise, Sky Tower, Ferris wheel, a zoo, a carousel, the Screamer, which was a double corkscrew, the Nightmare, which was an indoor all dark ride. That was the first roller coaster my brother and I ever went on. And we got off of it. My brother was crying hysterically. And he did that on roller coasters for a couple <laughs> more years. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And they had the Sky Streak. And what else? They they had a, a, there was a small railroad on the inside. Oh, wow. Henry Ford financed parts of it back in the, the heyday. I wish I remembered more about the park itself. I mostly remembered the, the roller coaster. Um, oh, I think they had a Tilt-A-Whirl, too. Which, those were always fun. But and they was... had scooter boats, which were similar to bumper cars. I love bumper cars. Yeah. yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, it was, it was neat. And there was a Captain Boblo. I don't remember Captain Boblo. I do remember Marge Simpson walking around and thinking it was awesome, though. And right. I so wasn't allowed hearing... to watch The Simpsons at that time, either. So mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. It was because Bart right. was disrespectful to his parents. Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> <laughs> So it says this, beginning in 1952, Joe Short, a man of diminutive physical stature, was employed as Captain Bablo and traveled on the boats entertaining passengers of all ages. He wore a variety of colorful clothing, including a large hat with Captain Bablo on the peak, and was typically equipped with binoculars for navigation purposes. He previously worked for, for Ringling Brothers and captivated children with adventurous tales and knock-knock jokes until he retired at the age of 90 in 1974. So I guess we never saw him. No. Nope. <laughs> I was born in 74, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, after after going down that stroll through memory lane, <laughs> Heather, you feel like coming back in tomorrow? I would love to. Excellent. So why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you? Uh, you can find the Milkcast and check out some of our old shows on all those social mediums. We're everywhere. We're on Twitch and YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Funsies. You can follow me on Twitter at Heather underscore Kenobi, or you can check out all of my really lame fitness stuff on Instagram at Heather Time. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe to any podcast you might be using to listen to this show. You can find me very simply just by doing a search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or go to our website. So, until tomorrow, you're fine. You're fine.